welcome 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 back to get fitting with it i go with the same songs every time dude i'm I know. running out of songs we really need to create a song that opens for us too so that it's not like all the pressure is not put on you i know <laughs> and we talk about it and then we just haven't done anything about it yeah we'll we'll put you on vocal rest for a while yeah anyways <laughs> welcome back to get fitting with it i'm your co-host holly stark and i'm your co-host mary Sorensen. And today we have another interview. We have the amazing Lauren Bentley. Um, but quickly before we jump into Lauren and who she is, how was your week? Second week um, post surge. Yeah, so it was all right. So my knee is feeling a lot better. Um, I don't know. I don't think I talked about this on our last episode, but I got like pretty unfortunate news when I was like, I literally listened to that episode and it was like, I just need like I'm going to my follow-up appointment and it's gonna be great because he's just like gonna give me guidance of like where to go and then my doctor was like you're probably gonna need a knee replacement at some point like in the near future so good luck (laughs) I was like cool 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 (laughs) but yeah that's great but I had my first physical therapy appointment on Friday and it went really well and she said that like my like strength in my leg is like a lot better than what she thought so I'm just kind of going with like doing the preventative care to like put off as long as possible, like yeah. getting a knee replacement. And I mean, that's all I can really do. If it starts to get worse, obviously I meet with my doctor, but that's where we're at. So this week, like going into today's Monday, when you guys are listening to it, um, I plan on just like really like honing in on like doing my re- like rehabilitation workouts getting back on the bike just to do like five minute, like just moving my legs, like no classes or anything like that, but just like kind of getting back in the swing of things and taking care of myself. Cause the first time I got the surgery, I didn't do that. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, so you want to do it right this time. Exactly. So my week was okay. Not the best, not the greatest news, but it's fine. We, we move forward. Onward. Charge on onward. <laughs> what about you, Holly? How was your week? Um, my week wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Um, I had a more productive last half of the week than the first half of the week, um, which is always how my week seemed to go. Yeah, I feel like that's how I am too. It, it takes me to like Wednesday to like get Shake like up. everything right back. And yeah, which is bad, but whatever. It's something I'm working on. Yeah, <laughs> um, goals. But um, as we talked about in last week's episode, I started the new beginnings on the Alive app. And so I did plan originally to like go through day by day, like work out beginning of the week and stuff like that did not happen, but, um, I kept on top of like the journaling prompts for those days. And then, um, like the latter half of the week, I kind of went back. And so I think I'm technically caught up now. I think maybe I'm a day behind, but, um, I'm just kind of using it as a guide. Like, I I think it's four workouts a week in mobility, which since I was doing like one to two yoga classes a week, the last couple of weeks, that's a big change. So like, I'm okay. If I do like two or three, you know, workouts and then mobility and like stretching, like I'm okay with that. If it doesn't take me 30 days, but it takes me like 40 to go through this program. Um, it's just really for me, like making that consistent or getting back into that consistentness with my workouts have felt Mm -hmm. good. Um, so I am happy about that. Um, but other than that, this week hasn't been like terrible. I feel like it's just been like, meh, another week, Mm -hmm. Uh, which I hate thinking like that way, but one thing I was really leaning into yesterday, and I want to bring this into my upcoming week, and this is something we actually talk about in the episode with Lauren, which is why I think it kind of came to me yesterday when I was thinking about like getting the episode ready and everything Mm -hmm. like that. We talk about in this episode, like romanticizing your life basically, and really finding the beauty in the small moments. And so yesterday I was really trying to lean into that. Like I had to do a lot of like chores yesterday. So I cleaned the whole house. I had you know, I did laundry and things like that. And so I was just like really having fun with it. Like I had my music up super loud in my AirPods and mm-hmm. I was dancing. I was listening to my emo playlist. So it's not like <laughs> my Sayosin and my Bless the Fall and everything. And um, so I was just having fun with it. And I was just like trying to like lean into like, it's something I don't want to do necessarily, but like, it's something I have to do and something that needs to get done. And it's going to make me feel good. Um, yeah. so I've been like really trying to like lean into that. And I want to bring that into this week. It's just like romanticizing and really being present in the small moments of life. I love that. But with that being said, before we get into the guests, one other thing that I need everyone to know, 
So, you know, those, what are they called? I think they're wallflowers that bath and body works like the little um, things you like plug into your yeah, wall. Yeah. That you plug into the wall. Yeah. So <laughs> they have, I have one in the living room, one in our bathroom and then one in our bedroom. Cause I already have the night, nightlight ones. Cause I like having a little light and then they smell good. So it's great. Mm-hmm. Well, this week I had to pick up some more. So I ordered them and I saw that they have a new one called Palo Santo. And so I ordered it and I have it in the living room and oh my God, it smells amazing. I put it in yesterday. And then when we got home from our date night last night, like the house just smelled so good. And then I woke up this morning. It just smelled so fresh. And I love Palo Santo. I think it smells so nice. And so I'm just like walking around here, like a spiritual ass queen. <laughs> I love that. Is that like, I guess I don't really know what that is. Is that like a more earthy scent or yeah, is it a flower? Palo Santo is like, okay. um, it's like the way that I use it. Um, it's like a wooden stick and you light the wooden. Okay. Stick. So it's, it's a, like a, it's a very earthy kind of woody type. Of I love that. Like okay. A little bit of a sweetness to it. Um, but oh my God, it smells so good. So if you have wallflowers or if you don't and want one, go get pops. I honestly think I'm going to, cause I love like things like teak wood and like sandalwood and like very like earthy, but like, if it's got like a little hint of something else, like that's perfect for me. Yeah. yeah so I was so excited when I saw this. Um, and so definitely going to be one I buy again. I'm very happy about this. Purchase. I love that. <laughs> Um, but getting into our guest today. So we have Lauren Bentley, as we said earlier. And so we talk about it slightly in the episode, I think, but Lauren and I actually met a couple of years ago, um, through my very first business coach, Natalie Bright. Um, I was in a group, um, well, I'm still in that group on Facebook called soul sisters on fire. And that's how I met Lauren and connected with her, um, and that have done like different things in that group with her, have done different things with her old, old membership called move to connect. I used to be, um, uh, I don't know if advocates, the right word affiliate, that's the word I used to be affiliate <laughs> with, um, that, and I always loved doing like her meditations and stuff like that. And so she has grown so much since I really last connected with her a couple of years ago and she owns her own yoga studio now. And she's just, she is just someone who's just so calm and like, just present. And as someone who is a mother, you know, of two kids and running, you know, a physical business and an online Mm -hmm. business, like just to see like her energy and how she shows up is just so like love. I get lovely is the best word that I feel like, like, Mm -hmm. that's what I want to emulate when I'm also a mother, because I know that when you have kids, things can go a little crazy. And I mean, I know that her life's not perfect, obviously, but I know that I already have erratic energy. (laughs) So like really bringing that in that like calm presentness, especially when I do like move into this next stage of life. So yeah. Yeah, Well, with being a mom and just like in general, being an entrepreneur can be very hectic and yeah, she's very calm about it all when she's got like so much to like take care of and like keep in line. Yeah. So we hope you guys love this episode um, and we will see you guys on the other side. We are back with another interview today. We have the amazing Lauren Bentley, who I have known you, Lauren, for a while now. I honestly don't remember like 2015, 2016, I feel like was when I started connecting with Natalie and that's when I connected with you. So weird now, like looking back how long it's been, (laughs) but welcome to the podcast. And can you just share a little bit of who you are and what you do in this world? Thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, my name is Lauren Bentley and I am a yoga teacher. I'm trauma certified. I do breath work, Reiki, um, uh, and I do coaching. Um, Specifically, I work a lot with trauma um, and I really like to kind of bridge the gap between the body and the mind, um, mainly because we can talk about our, our stuff all day long, but emotions and sensations are the language of the body. And so unless we're really dropping it down into the body, we're just going to kind of feel like we're on that hamster wheel. And so I love to bring together, uh, you know, your, your traditional talking, your talk therapy, and then, you know, anchoring it into the body, whether that's with yoga or breath work, um, you know, uh, or EFT tapping even, and we just kind of bring the whole process in. So you can really feel supported and that you're still, you're moving through, you're actually seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I love that. We were just talking about, we were just recording another episode and we were talking about, I've been 
in therapy talking about how I need to start doing other things to like work out my anxiety, like through writing or through yoga and things like that and using those modalities more for that. So I love that you said that. I feel like it's just like kismet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just did this whole intro to yoga workshop at my studio Friday night. And, uh, we talked about yoga philosophy and the many benefits of yoga, but what I really focused on with that was why people even say they feel so good when they leave yoga class. Like, of course, yes, we are creating, um, a deeper breath and more body awareness, but at the same time, we are also opening up our hips, which we're releasing stuck and stagnant emotions. We're undulating our spine, which is making the energy move. And then we're opening our heart and our throat. So we're really stepping into our truest expression of who we are. And so, yes, we have the very obvious reasons why yoga is so healing, But then we also have the energetics, which is huge, which we tend Uh to bypass. We don't really think about them. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And so I would love to back up, back up the journey here. When did Mm -hmm. you start getting into more of the spiritual side? Um, And how did that journey start to look for you as you got more and more? Because obviously now you do have, you know, you do EFT and Reiki and a lot of different healing modalities. So how has that journey looked for you? Yeah. I mean, goodness, this, this goes all the way back to like my original pursuit of personal training. Um, goodness, I forget even what year that was <laughs> like 10 years ago though, when I became a personal trainer. So my whole idea with personal training was I wanted to, and this was before any of my spiritual journey started to take place. So it's really interesting to see how it all has connected because when I first got into personal training, my goal was to help women feel good in their body now, um, not when they lose the weight or they gain the muscle, whatever that is. Like we hear that all the time, mm-hmm. right? When I lose the 20 pounds, then I'm going to go on vacation. Yep. Like, no, go on vacation now, <laughs> live yep. your life now. And so I really wanted to work on creating sustainable movement, sustainable eating habits, just sustainable habits in general for women just to start to feel good in their body right now, because that's, what's going to keep us wanting to show up for our movement and keep us showing up for ourselves every single day, not the number on the scale or what size pants we're wearing, because that's all bullshit. Uh, you know, what does that even mean? You're still the same person, right? So I, um, that doesn't work out though, in the corporate gym setting, like they want you to just get your people in, do the workout and get them out the door, you know, get those results as quick as possible. And so if I'd be doing mobility with somebody or uh, just stretching, especially with women in menopause, women in menopause do not need to be doing crazy intense workouts. They actually need more yin, <laughs> more stretching. But my boss would just be so livid and he would cuss me out and tell me I was dumb. Oh my gosh. It was awful. It was just a really toxic place. So yeah. I I left personal training and then I stumbled upon Reiki and meditation and yoga and all this stuff kind of started to spiral into my life when I started to get the certifications. And I, I just kept being woken up in the middle of the night of like, you need to bring this all together. You need to create this. And it didn't make any sense to me at first. Like, how am I supposed to bring these two together when all I was seeing was personal training as this really masculine, uh, rigid platform, like this really rigid structure. And then here I am just trying to be in flow with it, just meet people where they were. So I started just by putting a gym in my basement and just having people, women come to my house and I would train them there. And then, you know, that kind of led to more of the online space because I could only work so many hours and take so many clients in my home in a day. And, uh, then I kind of just like left personal training and started going more into the coaching and just, and it just kind of kept going. Right. And so, but then it's come full circle. You know, I'm, I don't personally, I, I still have one personal training client, um, but it's come full circle as in like, now here I am like teaching a lot of yoga classes in person and just still bringing in all those energetic pieces of just being yourself right here. I love that. I love that. And I would love to talk a little bit about your journey about like when, when you were doing your personal training and then transitioning to more of this, okay, I need to show up in this different way. I need to start making this connection. How did you transition your business? Like, what did that actually look like? And I, we have talked about with a few different people on the podcast, sort of the, the more business side of things, but I would love to hear because transition 
in any part of life is hard. Transition in your business is going to be even more scary because if you, if you were successful, you're like, well, what's going to happen as I go into this next thing? So I would love to hear sort of how that looked like for you at that point. Ooh, yeah. Um, I don't even know. I just, I just did it right. Like, I mean, of course there was this whole worry that I was going to look flaky or that I wasn't grounded in my intentions or my offerings, um, which I will still kind of struggle with here and there. Cause I get bored and I want to try something new or I want to add something on or mix things up. And so it always gets into my head of, is this okay? You know, how often can I change this? Uh, you know, um, but I, it was just, I, I, I just, I just did it. The good thing about it was when I went from personal training in a gym to then personal training in my home, I was, um, I, I wasn't really on social media before then. So that was really easy for me to get into and just put myself out there. Boom. This is what I'm doing. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. And then because I did have so much of the energetic piece with the personal training already, I think it was just, I was in a, in a I was in a lucky space where it was an easy navigation. You know, it, people yeah. were like, Oh, of course you're going to move into that. Sure. Thing. Sure. And what advice would you have for people who are at the very beginning and like wanting to start a business or maybe just starting their business? Cause I remember back to those days, like I did a lot of, you know, coaching with Natalie, you know, bright at that time. And, you know, she helped me, but if, if, if you were talking to someone who is brand new, like what advice would you give to someone, especially mm-hmm. in today's world? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I mean, just do it. Don't be afraid to be multifaceted and explore many of your desires, right? Like I, I recently watched a YouTube video on kind of like some tips to help you grow your YouTube channel. And I loved this piece of advice that I think can be taken from anywhere is the idea of creating something for them and then creating something for you. So creating a video that, you know, your audience really loves, but then also creating a video that just completely inspires you. So don't be afraid to bring that into your business as well. Like do what you know um, you're good at and people want to are really attracted to you for, but then also don't be afraid to sprinkle in a little bit of just something that just simply speaks to you. Mm -hmm. Even if that, tiny little offering or, you know, free offers, just let your joy always be in whatever you're offering. Um, don't be afraid to, to change and pivot, um, and just to show up and do it, (laughs) I guess is my, do it scared. Don't be afraid to do it scared. Like if it speaks to you and you know, you want to do it, just, just do it. I love that. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's so inevitable that things are going to change that we, it's like, I know I've lived in that space of like, well, I can't do it because it's going to change. And then I don't know how that's going to look. And that makes me anxious, but it's like, well, then I'm never going to do it. So like, if you have like something that's like burning or it's a passion, you know, for you, like, I love that. Just do it. It's so simple. (laughs) Even if people think you are crazy, like, oh my gosh, when I had the opportunity to buy my yoga studio, I had so many people just kind of being like, but that's going to change everything for you and your life's going to look different. And, you know, of course, when we had the pandemic and all of that, and I'm just like, I'll figure it out. Like it's going to be fine. I've always wanted to do this. I'm going to do it. And if I end up hating it, then, then I'll figure it out. But I can't assume how things are going to turn out for me. If I don't just do what I said, I've always wanted to do. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like so often, like the, what ifs like keep you from doing anything. And then it's like, you'll live your whole life being like, why did I do that? Exactly. And I don't want to look back at my life and be like, oh my gosh, I, I just said no to all the opportunities that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. And so we were chatting before we started recording, but you have now have your, your what that didn't come out right. You now have <laughs> your physical space. So you know, going to someone who was in commercial gyms to online in your home and then now back to a physical space, how has that felt for you? And I know we were talking about, you know, doing it during the pandemic time too. So how has that shifted how you've also maybe opened the studio? 
Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. So I am so in love with the in-person space. Uh, That was something I was really starting to miss. And when we went into lockdown, it really highlighted that for me. I felt really lonely. And even like I have so many friends who have your quote unquote, you know, normal jobs and they have all these friends and they go out and have drinks after work and whatnot. And I'm just like, yeah, I have my dogs. (laughs) Which is fantastic, right? Like I'd rather have my dogs than anybody else, really. But um, I still was feeling just really, really lonely. And so when I had this offer to purchase this yoga studio, and I've taught at this yoga studio for many years, the first time I ever even walked into this space, I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love to have this space. And when the offer was there, yeah, I took it. But there was even this time where I had a lot of struggles with the loans because of all everything going on with small businesses at the time during the pandemic that it looked like there was a chance that I actually wasn't going to end up getting it. And the loan process was so, it just, it just hurt. It was a struggle that it, it would have been easier for me just to throw in the towel and be like, I can't do this anymore. It's not worth my time. Um, but I really, I literally told my husband, if I don't get the studio, I'm going to find a part-time job because I need to be around people. And he mm-hmm. was by that. He like never thought I would say that. I just need some sort of connection. And I, I just, I love, I love in-person stuff. Now I have met so many amazing people created some really great friendships. And, uh, even in the hard times, like right now, of course, COVID's like skyrocketed again. Mm -hmm. So it's been a little scary. Um, but as soon as I step into my studio, it just, I'm just filled with deep joy. You know, it is, it feels really good. And I'm in a beautiful community. Um, so I'm in the, I'm in Medina County and it's like this cute little square, like, you know, like those small town mm-hmm. squares, like the downtown that. area, that's where I'm at. And half moon yoga has been kind of a staple in this community for many years. Cause before it was half moon yoga, it was actually another yoga studio. Okay. So it's been a staple here. So, um, I think that even if I ever did get into trouble with COVID and whatever else that could be thrown our way, that I think that the, com- the community support would really be there. So I feel very supported. That's amazing. And I love that it was a yoga studio before, cause it's, you kind of get a carry on for new people who get, you get to introduce to maybe new concepts or new pieces of, of yoga or teaching. So that's really cool too. Definitely. Yeah. That definitely has its struggles to be like, I'm so sure. this is how the uh, this is how I teach, right? I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> no, there has been some resistance, but again, it's just nothing but trust of like, it's okay if not everybody likes me. It's okay mm-hmm. if some people want to leave. It's okay. Yeah. You know, but I had to navigate a lot of that back in May when I first opened it. I tried to teach like some of the other teachers just to meet the students, but there'd be times in the middle of class. I want to be like, this is it. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Like this is who I, let me tell you who I really am, you know? (laughs) So I was going to say, it takes a lot of mindset work to work through that of like, you know what, this is who I am. This is how I'm going to run this, you know, my studio. And, and so what has that journey looked like for you? And, and that's something I know we, we focus on a lot is the mental state of, you know, where we're at and where guests are and things like that. So how has that worked for you? Or have you always been more of more of that confident self and it's easier for you to get to that point? No, I'm, I'm really good at putting on the, the, the mask on that I am super confident, but no, on the inside, I'm like, Ooh, like, why don't they like me? What if, they, you know, what would they think of me? Do they like that class? You know? So it's been a lot of just like ego, ego death, you know? Um, and I've always said before that owning a business, it's, a really great way to look at all your shit and to do some deep healing. And that went full throttle with owning the the in-person studio and the in-person offerings. And it's still something that I have to look at almost every day of, you know, trying to think about, am I being too much like in their shoes or, you know, in like the old teacher's shoes, mm-hmm. how can I be just who exactly I am? How can I just be confident in this? you know, just trusting that I'm attracting my people. Um, so it's been a lot of ego death, a lot of breath work, <laughs> a lot of surrender and trust, you know, and just showing up as my most authentic self as much as I possibly can. 
I love that. Yeah. And I would love to tap it a little bit more into you. You know, we've talked about breath work and, and things like that a few times. And I, we've had, um, a breath work coach on before, and I know she shared a lot with like how that power of breath can change. So I'd love to hear from you, you know, why is breath work so powerful for you and how slash why maybe, you know, do you bring that into so much of your business? Cause I, definitely understand the power of breath work as someone who's practiced it for so long, but I feel like for people and some of a lot of our listeners are newer to spirituality and newer to this stuff. Um, so I'd love to hear that, that from you of like, why is everyone talking about breath work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm certified through Soma breath work and how I found it was through another like huge dark night of the soul. I was going through a big transition of, just really stepping into who I was, who I truly am, especially in my offerings and what I'm here to create and offer to the world. Because there was a time when I, I I mean, I've dabbled in all areas of coaching. I've dabbled in business, um, you know, feminine embodiment, all the things like just, and it wasn't always for me. A lot of it to be very truthful was out of a scarcity mindset or fear-based, you know, just trying to go where the, maybe the trends were at that time, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was this whole space where I just couldn't keep going with that shit anymore. You know, it was, it's, it's time to peel back all those layers and just fully reveal who I am. And so it was this huge dark night of the soul. I couldn't stop crying and I didn't know why I was crying. And it was just so dark and oh, it was, you know, the the whole dramatic scenario, right? (laughs) And I just, I literally just like begged, like, please give me something, show me something. I need help. And all of a sudden here I am. I, I can't even the time, but when I asked for help to the time I landed into this webinar of Soma Breathwork, I don't even know how I got there. All I just remember was like, bam, I wish I was just there. And I'm listening to this, this guy talk about, you know, Soma Breathwork that he created and he led us through a breath journey. And then I signed up for like this free week thing. And by the end of that week, I was signed up to um, become certified in it because it just literally, it's this powerful rhythmic breath, which what you're doing there is you're really just moving all your stuck energy and stuck emotions around. You are um, reconnecting to your life force energy. You're just moving, the, you're, you're moving stuff and you're feeling really powerful with it. And then you go into a breath retention. You're holding the breath out um, for about two minutes, which is crazy. <laughs> I can't yeah, always okay, do it. Very long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's okay if you can't hold it for the two minutes. You can just take a breath and then return. You know. But what happens in that breath hold? It's like pressing pause. It's this great inner stillness. So you created. You know. You you amped up all the energy and then you press pause, which is a really great time to, um, kind of like hear from your higher self to receive a message or to just be still, mm-hmm. which if we're experiencing a lot of chaos being still, it's like nails on a chalkboard, you know, the most uncomfortable thing in the world. So it's really, it's beautiful. It's, it's trauma healing. It's, uh, Every time I do it, I just feel like there's this huge weight lifted off of me. And I don't do it every day, but when I start to feel kind of depressed and really heavy and especially feeling grief, I mean, it's, it's very helpful because you're moving the stuff and then our lungs hold the emotion of grief. So you're just helping it to move, to move through you. And so, I mean, some people do breath work every single day. Um, and I think that's great. I just use it as I need it. Yeah. I feel like that's I was going to say, Oh, sorry. Um, for people who like may be trying to like put more spirituality and like breath work and things like that, I guess, what would you suggest for someone who's just starting out? Because obviously every day is a lot for someone just starting out. Like when would you think is like the best times for them to use breath work? Yeah. Um, any moments where they're just feeling lost, stressed, heavy, grieving, vulnerable, really emotional, I would suggest, because I mean, I think that like dance is really powerful for that. I think EFT is really powerful for that, but I think breath work is probably like one of the 
easiest ways to move it because you can also just go online. You can go on YouTube and just type in breath work and you're going to be led to even just a lot of free sources there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be really quick, you know, but it's almost like this instant relief that you feel. Um, so I just think that when you're feeling like that, 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 that heaviness, like you're stuck, you know? And is there any like kind of switching off breath work specifically and just like more mindful living? Is there any mindful practices that you, you know, recommend to your clients that you do one-on-one work? I know like for me, like just being more mindful and like how I'm eating and how I'm just moving my body throughout my day. It's been something that's been very helpful for me and, and kind of making that mind body connection. Is there any like specific practices as people are getting more into, um, kind of more of the mindfulness side of life that you recommend? Oh, yes. Like the power of just like pressing pause throughout your day. Um, And that literally can just look like one deep conscious breath. So I always recommend starting off with like, everything kind of tends to be a means to an end, right? Like we're brushing our teeth, right? When we're brushing our teeth in the morning, we're usually thinking about what we're going to wear or what we got to do. We're never just brushing our teeth. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in the shower, our minds everywhere, you're getting dressed, like everything is a means to an end. We get into our car to get to work, you know, we're just going, going, going. But what if we just took a moment to take a deep breath in between each thing and just letting ourselves be here? So um, I think a really great practice is like when you first get into the car, before you go into reverse and start driving away, just take a breath, feel yourself there. When you arrive at your destination, take one breath. It's not going to take any time out of your day. And all these little pauses is actually going to create a huge effect in your life. That's really positive because um, you're just creating a quick moment of stillness. You know, who says it? Is it Eckhart Tolle that says one conscious breath is a meditation? I know I've, I've, I've heard it, but I don't remember for sure if it's him or someone else. Yeah, but it's, it's so true. Like our spiritual practice doesn't need to look like this whole two hour event where we're sitting in meditation for an hour and then an hour of yoga. And of course, if you can do those things, fantastic. I mean, right. That's how I prefer to spend my morning every morning, (laughs) but it's always look like that. But if you, if all you did start off with was just taking that a breath, you know, even before you eat and you're done eating all those things, it just helps you to just be Mm -hmm. more present. I love that. It's so beautiful because it's, it's something that's so, like you said, so simple. It's not like it's going to be taking a huge time out of your day, but like just taking that one quick moment before you move into that next thing or before you, you know, leave that, whatever you were just doing. Um, and I know that's something that I've been trying to be more conscious of because I feel like, especially in in a corporate world, it's like one thing after the next all the time. And that's just the culture of America in general too. So like having that, that moment, um, because then you look back on your day and you can actually see like the reflect, I feel like it's easier to see those reflective moments throughout the day because I actually broke them up as I went through my day. If that made any sense. (laughs) Absolutely. And you're just, yeah, you're just pressing pause just for a moment. You have 10 kids and work three jobs and you can still find this moment to just take a breath. Yeah. I love that. Especially since like everything seems like it's so go, go, go. Like, I love that just like adding something in so simple, like to be mindful of it. Cause I feel like there's, I just took this whole course about like mindfulness and it was like, sometimes we confuse like lack of time, like to do things like this with just being mindful. So like, we'll be like, I don't have time for that, but it's like, no, you're just not being mindful of the time that you do have for those little things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because the whole point is to then, it doesn't matter if you meditate every single morning Mm -hmm. or do yoga every single day. If you don't take that with you off of the pillow or off the mat, it's kind of for nothing, you know? So yeah, this, this makes it so you're doing it in your, throughout your day. Like that's the whole point on and off the mat. (laughs) I love that. I'm going to definitely take that into my, like my daily routine, like just take in a second. Yes. Oh, it'll be, it's transforming. And it's it's just even just be brushing your teeth, like lock eyes with yourself, like be present, like in the shower, your shower turns into such as beautiful self-care on a deeper level, because like you're feeling the warm water, you're smelling the soap. It just, it becomes an experience. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's making, it's allowing our life to be 
an experience, allowing our life to be mm-hmm. celebrated. You know, we can see, and I think on social media, right? We can look at all these people who are like, celebrate your life and do all these things. And we, it's easy to feel like, I want that so bad. How can I ever get that? I'm never going to feel that. But it, it's the most simple things, right? Like it's just literally of what do I want? What do I want to wear today? How is this going to make me feel? Um, or smelling the lotion or taking the really nice shower. Like that's how you can begin to celebrate your life. Those tiny little things create magnificent results. You don't need to move. You don't need to have this um, six figure business that you can work from wherever you, you can um, with this lavish lifestyle in order to be what social media is portraying as like this mindful, abundant life, you know? Uh, And that's where I was stuck for a long time thinking that I couldn't be happy or I wouldn't be successful until I get to those things. And that's Mm -hmm. a bunch of bullshit, you know, it's all part things. Because the truth of the matter is, is I have four pets and two kids and I'm a homebody. I don't want to travel all over the world and be gone all the time anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I want to just slower and be present and just go on walks and just live a simple life. And for me, that is a celebration for my life. I love that. I think I, I I feel like I could just clip that from the podcast and like, that's just beautiful. (laughs) I agree. I think that so much of like social media does tell you, like, you have to be like on a retreat in Tulum to like get like that sense of celebration for yourself and like that moment to actually like work on yourself. And I love the idea that you could just do it every single day. Like there's simple steps that you could take. Yeah. Yeah. And Lauren, because I know you are a mom, I would love to hear as um, two women who have no kids, but are going to be moving into that, like in nearish future, how, you know, how has that looked for you being a mom and, and balancing like your spiritual journey? Cause I know that's something I always not worry about. Cause I don't think that's the right word at all, but like, how will I shift like in terms of like meditating? Cause I obviously want to show up for myself because I want my kids to see that too. So I would just love to hear, is there any like certain conscious parenting practices you do? Well, yeah. So I didn't start meditating until my son was like five. So I can't speak to new moms. Um, but it, that does look like a huge transition definitely sure. for them. Yeah. They're, they're navigating. Um, but it's funny because it actually made me start to wake up early in the morning. I, at that time I was bartending and I was like, I would never wake up early. I would never, you know, get a job where I had to be up super early and all these things. And here I am then all of a sudden wanting to get into yoga and meditation and knowing that the only time I had was like at 5 Mm -hmm. (laughs) a.m. So it it was really hard at first, so hard, right? But then I I got used to it and I'm very grateful for that. So it just started to make me wake up early in order to get my practice in. Um, And then like, yeah, learning those pauses has been really wonderful. Um, Understanding how I'm, how I'm speaking, how I'm reacting, and then even noticing, of course, because nobody's perfect, that I'm still speaking um, from ego or reacting in a really crazy mom way because nobody is listening to me, you know, and then find forgiveness and the love for that, or even finding that grounding where I'm able then to apologize to my kids and say when I'm wrong, you know, having just more conscious conversations. But I will say too, so my kids, so my son is 15. I had my son is only 17. So young mom, he's 15 years old and my stepdaughter is 12. And I thought when I opened up, when I bought the yoga studio, that it'd be in the perfect time because I was really lucky all these years that I just got to be home a lot more. I was really able to work my schedule around the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, now they're at these ages where they don't need me as much. And so this will be a perfect time, but oh my goodness, that's so wrong. Like it's almost <laughs> more than me. And so even I'm just trying to navigate that of living my dreams while also still having time for my family and not drowning and all the things. Yeah. You know? So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just aspirational to hear. Like, I feel like as I am getting ready to be closer to that part of like my, my journey. Um, and like me and my fiance's journey, like having, um, you know, cause that's something I worry about is like, am I going to lose myself or am I going to lose my practices? And obviously that's something I don't want to do, but like, 
I've never had a kid before, so I have no idea. <laughs> so it's, it's nice to like talk to and have conversations with others who do, you know, have these deep practices and have this, have done and are doing this deep work with themselves. And it's something that they don't want to just give up, you know, because they have a child. So, um, no, I think that was beautiful. And thank you. <laughs> um, and with that, is there any spiritual tools that you really love using currently? Oh, um, hmm. so I'm right now I'm really into like journaling yoga and meditation kind of all together. Um, I love just sitting down with my journal and just writing just the free writing. I don't do like what people call it morning pages. I think where they write three pages. I don't, I don't try to make it to be any sort of have tos or rules. Anytime I set these like restrictions for myself. I rebel almost. I rebel against myself. Even I hate being told what to do more than anything. <laughs> Big reason why I have my own business. Right. So no one tells me what to do. Um, <laughs> so I just let it, that be natural and free of like, this is what I'm going to write about. And then I'm done. Right. And, and then I like to do my yoga and then I'll do meditation or breath work in there as well. Um, but I just, I really love just like sitting and just being, oh, I guess actually, so what I really am into right now is a cacao. Like I do like afternoon cacao sipping. I just sit on my couch and I have like my pets around me and I just like sit up my, I stir up my window and I just sip cacao I love that. for like 30 minutes. I put a timer on my phone so I can put my time, my phone up to the side, not have to worry about anything. And it's just, that was one of my biggest intentions for this new year was finding longer pauses, breaking up my day a little bit more instead of, you know, I wake up in the morning, I post our class schedule for the day. Um, I do, I check, I have to check like my banking stuff of like what's coming in for my business. Um, and then I get to my practice. So I am on my phone before I do my practice, which I was never a big fan of, but I kind of don't really have a choice right now. I'm a one woman show still right now. Um, and then, you know, just con like my phone's ringing, I'm answering emails. I have clients, I got my kids that I'm filming either then like teachers have to call off, you know, everybody is freaking COVID. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> and then we get snow and I'm like, okay, shoveling and salting and cleaning the studio, yeah. you know, there's hot. And so there's just so much, I'm like doing things I'm on my phone while I'm doing them. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm good at the multitasking. So, but I need longer, more intentional pauses. So scheduling that and making sure I'm getting, you know, my movement in, getting a workout in, getting outside, sitting on the couch just to be, you know, with, with nothing. So I think cacao is probably my biggest spiritual practice right now that I'm really into. It's such a heart opener and just such like a beautiful, like nice warm drink. Like anytime I've had any sort of like cacao ceremonies or anything like that, it's just like a, an experience even if you're only doing it for like 20 or 30 minutes you just leave just feeling a little different a little lighter I feel like yeah yeah definitely. have you seen there's like videos now with like the cacao pods that like have you guys ever seen them like no, what I it actually looks like when it first is like cracked open I that'll be my challenge to you guys it's like go look that up because it looks so weird the actual like cacao thing that like breaks open it looks like it's like an alien like it's oh, so weird God. Wow. So, I'm look it up right after we get done here. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. Um, and so, trading me on all these new things. <laughs> TikTok, the lifesaver. We all don't need. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> so I know you're talking about, you know, kind of starting your day, you know, busy. Now, is there, do you have any sort of like set morning or evening things that you always do daily? Or how does that look for you? Do you just allow yourself to shift in your day-to-day -day energy? Um, 1000% I am sitting like I'm, I'm 1000, no matter what, there's some sort of meditation happening, whether I'm just like, you know, my eyes are open. I'm just like staring at my window and just like, <laughs> I'm really tired today. And I just am, I just need to just exist <laughs> right now, um, with nothing or I, you know, I'm doing like closing my eyes and doing the whole traditional sort of like meditation. Um, but no matter what, every single day I have that time to just meditate. Um, and then I also am really into the gene keys right now by Richard Rudd. Oh, what is that? Yeah, it's, it's, he, it's a kind of like, um, flavor of human design. Uh, if you looked him up, he actually studied for a long time under, 
the guy who created human design. Okay. This whole, it's this whole other profile thing that's created for you. And so I was, my sister is really into it and she sent me the book. And at that time, she probably sent it to me last year. And I was just like, I don't need something else to tell me who I am or what to do yeah. or whatever. I can rebel, right? <laughs> don't tell me who I am or <laughs> what to do. I do not like it. And then um, probably about two months ago, I felt really called to start reading the Gene Keys. And um, I did my profile first. I put, it's the same thing as astrology chart or human design. You put in mm-hmm. your birthday, time of birth and where you were born. And um, what was amazing, because of this like blew my mind. Cause I, and I'm a huge believer. Everything's going to happen for you when it's ready. You know, don't force anything because, so like I said, I was turned off by it at first. Um, and then, you know, I had my intentions I was working on. And when mm-hmm. I opened and when I got my profile, it was literally like everything I've been dedicated to this oh past year about just like living. Like, so my purpose pretty much like in a nutshell is just to live within the space of my heart and teach others how to live in the space of their heart as well. My like go-to saying is create home within, which is all about living in your heart. <laughs> so, and then it also says too, that like my true essence is to have a community and here I am in a community. I read this. I was like, this yeah. is so on, but it's really great because it will even kind of break down for you what like your abundance is and things like that. So if you're somebody wow. who is, I'm doing all the things and I'm not making, you know, a million dollars, but what if you're actually not meant to be a millionaire? Like, so my abundance category is simplicity which makes so much sense because like my dream in life is to literally when my kids graduate and move out of the house, I want to sell everything. And I want to live like in an RV or a van, like no doubt about it. I, I hate things. Like, I mean, I want to like, sometimes I want to walk to my house and just like get rid of everything. I <laughs> so things for me, it makes me feel heavy and like bogged down. So mm-hmm. if I were to be a millionaire, I would feel so heavy. I wouldn't even know what to do with it. So I thought that was really cool too. Yeah, that's so interesting. Richard Rudd, I really highly recommend. Um, and there's 64 keys. And pretty much what it all means is that, um, so it kind of, it talks about your shadow and then how to move through the shadow and then what like the city is, the gift. So um, it's, it's pretty much a way how for us all to kind of awaken and reach enlightenment. And we all have specific keys within us, but essentially we all, with all the keys exist within everybody. So it's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I, I'm going to check that out. That sounds very interesting. I love like learning about like astrology and human design. Like I, we've talked about before. I love using those ass tools. Like I feel like too many people try to let them like, well, I have to be this way because I'm a, you know, I'm a Libra or whatever. And like, I, that's, that is not how you can live your life, but I love like learning things about myself because of, of, who I am and when I was born, you know? And so I love that. I can't wait to dive into this. (laughs) It's a a heart opener. You know, you just feel really inspired when you read it. That doesn't feel anything that's like heavy or closed off. And Richard Rudd actually has a lot of videos on YouTube. Um, He's super philosophical. Like he's like Jesus. (laughs) Like he really is. It's, it's, it's crazy. I think um, Madeline Moon, um, she had him on her podcast once and she referred to him as today's Jesus. And I was like, I totally feel that. That's hilarious. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> with that, I want to talk about a little bit of what type of offerings do you create and do you have out there, whether it's online through the studio, um, as well as I saw you have a five day stress and anxiety, like workshop that you're doing. So I'd love to also just talk a little bit about that if people are interested. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a YouTube channel where every Monday and Friday I upload videos. Um, so Monday I actually upload, um, the, uh, generally in yoga and meditation and just to kind of like show a little bit of my personal practice. And then on Fridays it's vinyasa and meditation. So that's free for everybody. I actually kind of did something crazy. So I used to have a membership called breathe and receive. And every month there was like new breath work, meditation, yoga, all uploaded into this community. And it was pretty successful, um, for what it was. But even before I got the studio, 
it just kept feeling like I just wasn't connecting too much with it anymore. Um, I think I need a little bit more intention or direction behind it. I'm not too sure, but mm-hmm. I kept ignoring it for quite some time. And then I finally ended up pulling the plug on it. Um, January 1st, I was like, we're done. We're not carrying this with us anymore. I couldn't just like not hear the call anymore. So I said goodbye to that and was like, I'm just going to go on YouTube and all this is just going to be free for now. I just feel really called for that. Um, and maybe there'll be a membership in the future. I don't know, but for now it just YouTube. Um, and then yes, I have my yoga studio and we do, you know, classes of course, every single day. And I brought in a ton of workshops. So my main focus is, is community. Um, people are really craving that more than anything. Mm-hmm. So a lot of workshops are offered here. Um, we're doing our first retreat in February. I'll have another one in May. So we're just like doing the things. Okay. And then, yeah, I had, and then I'll still be offering I that I take clients personally, either in person or virtually. And then I also do um, some virtual workshops and classes. So it's actually a five week um, yin and meditation for stress and anxiety support. Oh, five week. That's, I knew that not five days. As I was saying it, I was like, I wrote day two and I knew, I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I, what actually happened with that too, I felt it was just really exciting. Cause like I said, I was fighting so long to get rid of the membership. There was a lot of fear there of like, I'm going to let people down and as well, money situations and, you know, all that just like lower vibrational, I just couldn't ignore the call anymore. And so I finally pulled the plug. And, um, then like one morning I was sitting, sitting in meditation and this whole, like the whole, like five week plan came into my mind of like, people need this. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because in the past I would have felt like I had to put that in my membership because I just didn't have like the time or the space to create a five-week program and then also be filming for that and filming for YouTube. Sure. So it, I would have just put it in my membership. And so my five-week program, it's $111, but my membership was only $25 a month. However, people don't always want to sign up for memberships, right? Because mm-hmm. of the subscription thing and they feel like they're going to forget about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, like people just had bad experiences with memberships too. So because a lot of companies will use it like in a kind of like a manipulative way, like yes. they'll kind of forget mm-hmm. about it, you know? Yes. So um, a lot of people then would kind of like ignore it and wouldn't sign up for the membership, even if they really wanted to do that theme. So I felt like it was really cool how it appeared for me, how I finally released it. And then it was like, create this. And then it's been really easy to get people signed up um, for it, which again, if it would have been in my membership, it probably wouldn't have been like yeah. that too much, yeah. you know? So that's cool um, to just find that trust. So I'm like all over the place, you know, as far as like in-person and virtual and, you know, like I I just had an in-person client and now I'm virtual. And so it's, it's flexible and it's fun and I don't like to be bored. So, you know, doing, doing all the things. Yeah. I love that you're keeping like both modalities still, because like, it's like, I would love to go to your studio. Like I, I miss going to studios so much, especially like post like, or during pandemic, we're still in it. So it's not really post, but, um, you know, it's like, that's something I crave. And I, I love having like small studios that I feel so connected to. And so it's like, I wish I could go do something like that. And, and, you know, so it's like, if I can show up and have, you know, someone online, like your YouTube videos or something like that, like, I love having, at least I can find some sort of sense of connection and community. So I love that you're still showing up in, in both kind of spaces, even though you have this physical space now. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I, I don't want to get on board. Like I've heard so many people, yoga teachers that moved virtually keep talking about how the in-person yoga studio is dead. You know, we're not, it, it's all virtual now. And it's like, but it's not, it's mm-hmm. not, it's changed. Yes. But just, we, we always have to go to such extremes, right? It's either one or the other. And it's like, why can't we just meet in the middle? Because this is why we can't find our balance because Mm -hmm. we're always scales one way or the other. So it's let's, I I just want to be in person because it's what fills me up. And it's also a lot of people need in person. I know a lot of people who are very aware, like, I mean, myself too, I, I have continued to be around my family and be around friends during everything and just being as safe as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that's where I thrive. And I have a lot of students who also just 
that's where they thrive. They need in person, like they refuse to be virtual. But then I also have a lot of people who really need that virtual. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So meet them both, right? It doesn't need to be necessarily one or the other. And of course, some people just like only have the ability to do one or the other. And that's fine as well. But my, yeah, the reason I wanted to keep both open is because I just, I know, I, I know I can see what's needed and I have the space and the tools in order to do both. You know, I came from virtual, right? Yeah, so yeah. keeping that is completely natural to me. Yeah, I love it. And so if people want to work with you, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at, I am Lauren Bentley. I forgot my name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Lauren Bentley on Instagram. You can also find my yoga studio at this is half moon yoga on Instagram as well. And then um, my website is gvhealthandwellness.net or hmy.org. So I have multiple ways that you can find me. All the different I will places. have all of Lauren's information below. And normally I ask this question before I ask where can our listeners find you, but I guess I'm just doing things backwards today. So I guess my last question for you is what are three things you're just incredibly, incredibly grateful for today? Oh, um, well, gratitude. <laughs> I am really grateful to even be on this podcast. It's been a minute since I've been on a podcast. So that was exciting. It was funny. Like you reached out to me and then I like three other people reached out to me. Oh my gosh. Oh, podcast. I was like, okay. <laughs> Open the floodgates. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, cause you know, I stopped doing my podcast too, a while ago, it just kind of fell to the wayside. So it's been, it, I, I was like, Oh my gosh, I've missed this. This is yeah. great. Um, hmm. I'm really grateful for the sunshine today because I live in Ohio and it's very cloudy a lot of times. And I'm also really grateful because now I'm going to go home and, um, we're doing a scream marathon at my house because the new scream came out. <laughs> I heard it's so good too. That's so exciting. Like it. I, you know, nineties baby, you know, I love, love the scream movies. My son's girlfriend wants to go see the new one with us, but she's never seen the scream movies. I'm like, Oh, well you have to come over. We're watching them. (laughs) You have to watch the originals before we can go see the new one. (laughs) You at least have to watch the first one, you know, iconic. I can realize about the third, but definitely the first one, maybe the second. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for being here and for showing up as you are. And it was honestly just amazing connecting with you after, after having some time in between. So, um, yeah, just thank you for showing up and continuing to show up as a lovely and just such a, a nice energy. You have such a playful energy too, that I love. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Of course. It was such a lovely conversation. And I know I said lovely earlier too, but it was just a lovely conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, she's super inspiring. And just like for, I, I guess I shouldn't like be ageist when it's like, but she's like so young to have accomplished so much. And yeah. like, it's just so amazing to like see that. And it, like I said, it's inspiring for anybody who's an entrepreneur out there. Like, I feel like this is just like a very, like she dove into something that she didn't quite know like how it was going to like happen like yeah. as Absolutely. most entrepreneurs do yeah. getting this, like this yoga studio during like COVID <laughs> yeah and in a town that like that, like she said like they had like a yoga studio so like they had like a like a community and like things like that and so like to bring something new in sometimes it's like people shun it you know what I mean Definitely. so I feel like it's really cool to hear that like everybody kind of like embraced her coming into that community yeah, definitely. And it's just really awesome too. Like I was saying in the beginning, like I've, you know, connected her with her a couple of years ago and like mm-hmm. after not being in, in ton of contact, obviously I've, you know, see her on Instagram and stuff. So I know what, she, what she's doing, but like just talking with her after a few years, it's just so cool to see like her growth and her journey and be like, wow, that's possible. You know? So like, you know, it's also like for us being entrepreneurs too, with the podcast and then my business, mm-hmm. like we can do those things too. And like, just mm-hmm. very inspiring in that way to see someone grow like that. And just, I feel like there's so many times that you hear these stories of opportunity being there and like people passing by it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just like, I don't, I don't know like the right word for it. Cause like, I don't want to say inspiring, but it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like a good 
reminder that like you could fail yeah. but like you need to like sometimes you have to take risks like that and like sometimes it could turn out being like the best thing in the world exactly yeah so for someone who like me is like very timid about like everything like making changes in my life I'm like oh like you really went for it like yeah. I don't do that very often <laughs> like yeah definitely definitely so we hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed this conversation. And I would love, because I feel like there's, I mean, there's a lot of takeaways in all of our episodes, but I feel like there's just so many like small moments in this episode that I really, really loved. So if you have one that you just really loved or embrace or want to embrace, let us know. Um, you can find us over on Instagram at get fitty with it pod, or you can email us at getfittywithitpod at gmail.com and we will have all of Lauren's information down below so go follow her and let her know how you liked I, I feel like sometimes you guys let us know about how much you love the episode like let them know too like yeah, obviously I we want to talk to you but let them know too definitely and we will see you guys here back next week and I think if I remember correctly we're already getting into our uh, March intentions next week whoop whoop mm-hmm. what how is yeah. that at the end of the month already <laughs> it's a short month (laughs) well like by three days it's like really not that much shorter so much shorter we'll see you guys next week have a lovely week and we love you bye